0: Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans, by
1: fans. Hey NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns and No Breaks. And boy do we have a doozy today to talk about. Man Kenny, there's so much to talk about. I mean... You know, it, it, it's I. I really want to just jump right into it real quick, but I. I, I wanna I wanna just tell you everybody, you know, right off the bat about my weekend because I. I did go to Seattle like I was talking about last week. And I did go to this concert over at the Gorge, the Gorge Amphitheater. You you people need to Google it. And and like I said, if you ever get a chance to go see, and I don't, it doesn't matter what kind of music you go see, but anytime that you have the opportunity to go see a concert there at the Gorge Amphitheater, which is right outside of Seattle, it's about 40, it's about, well, actually it's about a, about a couple of hours outside of Seattle and uh, I think where we stayed, Kenny, was in a small town called Ellensburg or something like that. It's 40 minutes from the venue. But you have to go and see a concert there. It's absolutely gorgeous. And there's a reason why they call it The Gorge. And man, Kenny, we had an absolute wonderful time. We went to the market there. I went and ate at Seattle's world famous, I think it's a mac and cheese place. I gotta, I'm i trying to remember the name of it.
0: Mm, sound good to me.
1: Brother, let me tell you, it... It is absolutely, it was absolutely fantastic. My girl was the one, my girl was the one who told about it. You know what I mean? And I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. The last time I was there, I didn't even try it. I had never even heard of it, but uh, it's called Beecher's Handmade Mac and Cheese. And Kenny, man, this sucker, it literally melts in your mouth. It is absolutely the best mac and cheese I think I've ever eaten anywhere. And I don't, and I've eaten a lot of mac and cheese because I love cheese. And I love Max. And I, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I just love it. And uh, let me tell you, it is absolutely fantastic. But we ate at one of the restaurants there too. Absolutely, some of the best clam chowder you're ever gonna eat anywhere. It was called the Athenian Seafood, but it, it, it they got some of the best food there. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. You definitely have to go and and visit that place. But it, it certainly is magical. How was how was your weekend, real quick, Kenny?
0: So yeah, it was a pretty chill weekend for me. Nothing too crazy. Like I was telling you before we got on the podcast, I went to a dinner with my girlfriend this weekend. It was pretty good. The steak was fantastic. The ribs are great. All the food was good. You know, So I had a good time. But yeah, it was a pretty chill weekend for me. I haven't been to Seattle yet, but I, I have been trying to go. So based on your review, I think that's going to be one, one spot that I have to remember to go to whenever I go to Seattle.
1: Yeah, man, definitely go by there. And like I said, you can you can Google some of these places, Kenny, and they 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 definitely are are top notch. I think they have some really good Yelp reviews. With that out of the way, Kenny, I, I mean it, it. It's almost it's almost crazy just to start off with just the top ten and blah 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 because it, 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 there, there's so much that has gone on since Sunday. And, and there's so many questions that are still, you know, being asked and, and unanswered, but, and, and, and I've been listening to, you know, a lot of the Sirius XM radio and, and, and a lot of the other NASCAR podcasts that are out there, you know, just kind of listening in to kind of see what their takes are. And Kenny, you know, with, with Hamlin and Bush being, you know, disqualified right off the bat, you know, this is something that we haven't seen in, what was it, 60 years or over 60 years?
0: 62 years. I will not even thought of it yet.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, you and me both. <laughs>
0: man, like, for, it, for once it, I, it's for, crazy.
1: For once, I feel young.
0: Man, <laughs> man, listen, when they said that, I, I you know, the crazy thing is the first... Thought in my head was, well, I can tell you one thing. This hasn't happened in Cups since I was alive. I know that for a fact. But it has been a long time since this actually happened. The only other series I've seen the winner actually get disqualified in is an Xfinity and in a truck series. Those are the only two. I've never seen it in Cup. You know, we've seen the second place, and third place guy get, you know, get DNQ'd. And, well, we actually had the winner and second place this time around with uh, Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch. Who Denny Hamlin, if y'all ain't seen him on Twitter all this time ever since he's gotten a trophy and everything yeah. he has been a comedian on Twitter because his little daughter is definitely not giving up that flag and he had tape on the trophy which was hilarious yeah, yeah it's know, been a wild 20 <laughs> uh, you know it's been a wild 48 hours I would say now since it's well, Tuesday to record this on
1: you know Kenny here's the thing and, and and I'll talk about that whole thing on Twitter thing I think he's taking it in stride I don't I don't think he personally cared to be disqualified, don't get me wrong. I I, I think it really, you know, doesn't sit well with him at all. But I think he's, he's, I think maybe this is a way that he's just dealing with it. And and for me as a standup, and me with a, a stand-up comedian background like I get his sarcasm that's kind of like denny hamlin's type of you know that that's that's his personality this dry sense of humor i think that he has and 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 this is the way that he he's dealing with it by poking fun at it you know what I mean? Maybe throwing a little jab in there. I, I get it. You know, that's that's kind of what you do. But, yeah, you know, uh, trying, to get, trying to get that flag away from his daughter, I don't think that's going to happen at all.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I can't imagine. I don't know how far away he was by the time that happened because it was about two hours after the race. I imagine oh, yeah. he was already on a plane and he was probably home by that point. And it was like, hey, probably got a text and was like, hey, yeah. We did not actually win that race. I mean, you got the trophy, you got the checkered flag, but your car is disqualified and it's going to the going to the R&D Center in Concord. So yeah, NASCAR was not very happy with what they saw. Anytime you see a car go to an R&D Center, it was, it was bad enough to get them to do that. That's how bad it was. Yeah, it was a crazy,
1: yeah, and, crazy and-
0: little set a couple hours like after the race because it caught me off guard. I couldn't believe they actually did it.
1: Well, you know, Kenny, I remember when I called you that, that Sunday too, because like my buddy had texted me, I was, cause I was, uh, I was going back and forth in the airports as well myself, but I remember, you know, a buddy of mine had, I remember I, and, and uh, I was telling you this and a buddy of mine had hit me up and he's like, Hey man, he goes, uh, didn't Danny Hamlin win that race? And I was like, I, I think so. And I was like, well, I don't understand what what's the problem. Because he's in Vegas and now he's not even a NASCAR fan. This guy's just a gambler. He's just a degenerate gambler. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, I think he, I think he thoroughly enjoys betting on NASCAR, though. So he kind of somewhat is a fan. Um, but then I looked on Twitter and then I started seeing all of this feed just going like blowing up, and I was like, oh. Wait a minute and then I called you and then I was like, yo what happened and we both just started laughing man I, my
0: phone was blowing up like it was going crazy cause because because one of
1: one of my first questions oh my God. yeah one of my first questions to you was has when was when was the last time that this has happened and has it ever happened because I couldn't remember. And then uh, that's when I started seeing that it had been over 60 or had been 62 years since the last time that, 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 that's actually happened.
0: Which is crazy. It's been six decades since that's happening. It finally happened on one of the craziest, definitely one of the more different years in NASCAR for sure, based on the car. But yeah, it was just out of this world. Like you never would have thought it would have happened. And man, it, it insane just yeah and and absolutely and not just
1: and not just the 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 first place winner but the second runner-up also disqualified and you know i i can't even imagine what what bush's reaction was i mean he
0: probably he look you probably shrugged the shoulders cracked the rowdy and kept it pushing because i know him but
1: you know what probably so you're 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 probably right that (laughs) i could totally see that happening and 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 of course with all of this you know uh Chase Elliott does become your winner, the official winner there at Pocono, and uh, I mean, you know, this just, this just all just falls into place of of the kind of season that that Chase Elliott is having. I mean, the guy, it, it, you know, has. Uh, I think we talked about this. I think it was it was last week's uh, podcast or the week before, where I I said that it was you know, I, I felt like Chase Elliott just kind of was, a, a little by little, separating himself from the entire pack as, because of the kind of season he's been having. And I mean, you know, when when your season is going good, your season is going good, and you get two, you get the first two cars to get disqualified, you win the race. I mean i'm it, it, sure it felt
0: weird i'm yeah, not gonna lie to you exactly. it, it probably felt weird like if that was me and actually matter of fact he did kind of say like look i'm not about to you know about to pop a bottle of champagne for this one because this is not exactly how i want to win i a race necessarily but yeah yeah i would have felt like oh well dang i won but at the same time this is also why every position does end up mattering and obviously in this era where post race inspection does happen especially I believe it's just among the top 5 and a couple cars randomly selected so yeah. if you were in position like you know how chase was that's that third place made all the difference but yeah it it was just again like I said even after Sunday I'm still like kind of shocked that it, it actually happened my coworker had asked me he was like man what do you think about that I'm like dog I can't even process it still it's insane that it even happened
1: so so and and there were a lot of questions that that fans were having you know like like and and now let's let's go back to whatever the rules were that 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 nascar officials and the teams agreed on now this is part of of you know the rules that 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 both part that all parties agreed on and so technically you can't blame nascar for for doing what they did i agree with a lot of what the you know the the analysts the experts and whatnot have been saying you know if you're gonna allow teams to get away with 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 just a little bit of whatever that they're doing then you're you're opening a whole you know can of stuff to, you know, for, for teams to do, because they're, they're going to keep doing it and they're going to do more. And then, I you, mean, you,
0: everybody's going to push the limit. Always. Yeah, absolutely. You, I mean, look, here's the thing. Okay. So in racing, you are trying to find the gray area and the gray area might look like cheating to some people or however you want to call it. But look, you want to find every, in, every quarter square, hundred thousandth of an inch. that's going to make a difference on the track. Like th- these teams are going to push the limit. It's. It's going to happen. And to be quite frank, I'd rather have it that way than them be super, you know, super duper conservative. Now, you got to play your cards right and you got to know where you're at. Because the weird thing about it is, like, I know if I explain this to somebody who wasn't watching racing and I told them, yeah, these cars pass, you know, pre-race inspection. They don't take the wrap off the car to figure out if there's anything, you know, weird like how this was in the front fascia until after the race when they pulled under the wrap that's when they found it it was two inches wide and five and a half inches longer and it was thick as you know point zero one twelve that's a very small like very small marginal amount but at the same time like it doesn't really take much either like when you see a car fail post race a lot of times it's very 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 small it could be down to a thousandth of an inch and it can still be like oh well yep it you know it failed yeah for sure like it definitely failed but uh, but yeah so essentially you know you know these teams knew from the get go NASCAR was going to have some pretty hefty penalties and, and fines when it came to all of this stuff this year and you know a couple teams unfortunately found out like Brad Keselowski started the year off that way at Daytona yeah. and they got fined fine big money for that you know for that part but yeah you know it's these things like this that have you know happened but again Pocono was insane. It was really yeah, tricky in Pocono, you know, for and real. It, and, and, and from
1: <laughs> and from what 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 we already know now and understand, it didn't even stop there. The number thirty four team was penalized one hundred points, fined a hundred and thousand. You know, you know. It, 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 this all now now this all goes kind of like in in a different direction where the I think they were is it the L two infraction. Is, is what they got McDowell's car yeah,
0: yeah they got a L2 because they yeah, modified so a couple parts you, in the car and and you, a couple of different things and yeah, yeah they didn't like that
1: <laughs> so so I I I heard a question being asked on the NASCAR or excuse me the NASCAR cr 6M radio show today earlier this afternoon and and we are recording this on on Tuesday of the 26th two days after the race but this was today on the 26th earlier And there was a question saying, well, which is worse, you know, the disqualification penalties or, you know, the L2 infractions penalties that that some of these teams get. I mean, you know, you're talking about point deductions, playoff point deductions, suspensions of one or two crew members for four to six races. And of course, the fines from anywhere from a hundred thousand to two hundred and fifty thousand. Wow, I mean that that I mean that is a good question. I don't know which is worse, but man, I I, I think they both suck. But <laughs> I mean, but, but I, th- that's... I
0: think it's situational, to be yeah. honest with you. I, I think well, like maybe
1: so. I mean, I, you know, kind of depends on on how you're looking at it, how you're looking at it and, and 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 the situation you're in as a team and as a driver.
0: I mean, because yeah, like you know, Kyle and Denny are obviously in the playoffs currently. Correct. Whereas Michael McDowell, who is someone who is in all likelihood would have to win a race just to get in at this point, mm-hmm. you know, getting docked 100 points is a huge deal. And same thing with the playoff points. A lot of times I've noticed in the past couple of years, the drivers who are in the first round that don't have the best luck are usually the ones without a lot of playoff points, except for Ryan Blaney, who had a pretty comfortable one last year, but his, you know, his beginning of the playoffs was just awful. But, you know, that you'll have that sometimes. But either way, With Michael's situation, it's definitely a moment of, yeah, we've got to basically win to get in and make sure we're 30th in points. I'm not sure where he lies in points just exactly at this time, but yeah – he finished eighth on Sunday, so you know that kind of is a, a great cloud over a, of a great day that they had at Pocono for a smaller team at that. So yeah, they messed up a big time enough. and you know when you start messing with the body and you start messing with the assembled parts that NASCAR gives out, that's they start to get a little pissed and you see what happens when that happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean it's it's you know, I, I, going back to Denny Hamlin and and you know clowning about it. You know, I noticed a lot of the people on Twitter, you know, were kind of giving him some flack, you know, about, you know, that classless and the sore loser or whatever. And I'm just. Nah, he's having fun. (laughs) You know, he is having fun because I'm going to be honest with you. What else are you going to do at this point? You know what I mean? I I, I mean, you, you take, you know, you take it for what it is, you know, and you take the punishment and, and, uh, but you, ha- you, you know, what else are you supposed to do at this point? You know, just, just have fun with it. So, and I think the sarcasm sometimes doesn't, doesn't come across to people, especially like it depends on who's reading it and how you read a sentence. You know, sometimes when you text message somebody, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes those text messages come off differently. You know what I mean? <laughs> I oh mean,
0: no, 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 always. I mean, we've, always. we've all
1: been in that situation where somebody texts you and you're like, wait a minute. You know, did I just piss him off? He obviously didn't get the joke. You know what I mean? Or that person didn't get it. Or it went over their head.
0: Exactly. And people had those moments where, like, you know, things like that happened. He had fun with it. I mean, hell, Ross Chastain, who was technically speaking a victim on Sunday, because him and Denny obviously got into it, or not really. He just ran him up the wall, raced him a little bit harder. He hit the (laughs) wall, and at the end of his day, And the ironic thing was, you know what, Ross Chastain said, you know what, and Trackhouse and Company said, you know what, guess what, we're going to have fun with this too. And they went to Dairy Queen, and you guys know Dairy Queen's Queen's abbreviation is obviously DQ, so, you know, perfect timing for all those jokes to get off real quick. And, you know, it was funny, and I think that's a great thing to have personality and have these type of moments because, I mean, hey, I'd be cracking the same jokes if I was them too. I'd do the same things. So yeah, I mean. well,
1: you know, since we're on that subject too with Hamlin and Chastain, like you knew this was going to happen. You knew it was it was it was bound mm-hmm. to happen. I thought that that was just an opportunity to where I mean, it 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 didn't to me, Kenny didn't look like he was trying to put him into the wall. I think the opportunity was there where he was just racing him hard. No different than the way Ross was w- had been racing Denny. But, I mean, you know, it, hey, look, you know... It, it, you give it, you take it, you know what I mean and that 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 is just the way you know hard racing is and uh, and, and I think it's great for the sport Kenny i th- I really do the way those two guys that they, they've been going back and forth well not even really because Ross has been the one that that's been you know going at Denny this whole time and I mean this was just one time where Denny just said, all right, you know what here's an opportunity I'm going to race you hard and unfortunately Ross went right into that to the wall.
0: Yeah, it was rough. I mean, I don't think it was, you know, exactly "quote unquote" like, oh yeah, I'm about to wreck him. He said, no, look, I'm gonna yeah. run. I'm gonna run the race hard, and when we go on this restart, you know, if you go on that outside lane like that, there's a <laughs> chance even you're not gonna make it. Are you going to be in the fence? And unfortunately, he was in the fence. So there was that. But yeah, yeah it I saw, was. Uh, I saw
1: him go high and I went, ooh, doggy, here it comes. Oh,
0: <laughs> everyone knew it was coming. Like, there was no doubt. Like, it, everyone in everyone their mother knew when that restart was happening, we knew the <laughs> odds of what could have, you know, what. I could say could have, but it happened. So it was like, yeah, you know, it was going to happen. But uh, yeah, pretty crazy race at Pocono. Like, that was a. That's a Pocono race I can definitely remember for sure. Obviously, last year when the year before last, or whatever year it was for the double header, when Kyle Larson had like literally blew a tire on the last lap, and yeah, Alex Bowman took advantage. You know, you had those moments, but like otherwise, this one quite a Pocono race to remember for sure. I am sure at the end of the season we'll be remembering some moment from this one. But yeah, it yeah. was a it was a crazy race, well, and, and to be quite frank, the top ten was. Got crazy because things yeah, started to move around, th- th- you know. Exactly
1: like, correct. You know what? And it, you know what, Kenny? Now I think it's be a good time where we could probably run down the top ten. So go ahead and just run it down if you want.
0: Well, in case y'all don't know, in case y'all haven't seen the the, the Dawsonville page on Twitter, which, to be honest with you, I know they ring the siren every time Elliot wins, but this time, yeah, they, they could have just kept that one away. I mean, it was what it was, but hey. <laughs> But hey, listen, It you know, so be it. But Chase Elliott has be- become deemed your winner because obviously Denny Hamlin dis- was disqualified and so was second place Kyle Busch. So he bumped all the way up to, fir- to first place and there that goes. I don't know if he gets a trophy. I don't think he does because Denny has one, but maybe they'll make him one. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> even though I probably wouldn't even want that on my mantle. But that's neither here nor there. Tyler Reddick came home in second. Daniel Suarez came home in third. Last week's winner, Christopher Bell, came home in fourth. Kyle Larson in fifth. Michael McDowell, who obviously had just been fined a 100000 Him and his team came home in sixth. Seventh was Martin Truex Jr. Eighth was Bubba Wallace. And ninth was Eric Jones. And to round out the top ten was Austin Dillon. So there goes your top ten at Pocono. Yeah. Uh, man. I I, I, don't, I don't know if anybody was actually there, but man, that that was a treat. If you got to see that in person, yeah.
1: <laughs> You know what? I I, I want to give a shout out to that number ninety nine car. How how well has the Daniel Suarez been driving this year since since his win? I, I, you know, he's been he's been it was doing really take. well, man. I, 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 shout out to him and his team.
0: Yeah, that's all it was going to take. And I guess one more thing I can make outside of a notable, outside of the obvious, with the two disqualified cars, Ty Gibbs coming home in 16th for his first Cup Series start, which is insane. On Saturday, if you guys watched the Xfinity race, him and Noah Graxon, in the closing laps, they raced incredibly hard. Now, most people thought they were going to wreck each other. They kept it clean, and it was a you know a very, very solid ending to that race. And who would have thought the next day, that Kurt Busch was going to be out with a concussion. Definitely yeah. wish him well, of course. And if you guys don't know what happened with Kurt Busch, he took a he had a wreck in practice slash qualifying. And you know, from just first glance, I would have never thought like I didn't think that hit was that hard. But clearly, it was a hard enough hit. He was not ready to go on Sunday, so they called up Ty Gibbs, and Ty Gibbs got an opportunity to be in a Cup, a Next Gen Cup car, and that was his first time in the car. So. Coming home 16th, you can't really call that a bad one. I think that's a pretty solid day for him. We know for a fact that in the future, more is to definitely come for him when it comes to being a Cup Series racer. I don't know if it'll be this year or it'll be next year, but trust me, within the next five years, there's no doubt Ty Gibbs will be in a Cup Series car for somebody. Not sure who just yet, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. And, 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 an, and another notable here, Brad Perez is also to make his NASCAR Xfinity Series. My <laughs> dog. Dude. My dog. Indy road course, brother. Come, come on, man. Like, Dude, oh, man. I, I, I know this is your boy right here, Kenny.
0: Man, listen. So, how, how
1: excited are you for this guy?
0: Man, listen. Every time any of my homies do anything cool, and obviously racing just doubles that down, I'm always here for it. And to watch people that I know actually live out their dream is it's just awesome. So if y'all don't know who Brad Perez is by now, somehow I don't know how you don't. But either way, you better find out. He's going to be in the number 13 NBA Motorsports car. this upcoming for this weekend at the Indy Road Course. And I'm just really amped up because, again, He's made two truck series attempts. He's done really well in both of those. Also made an ARCA attempt as well, and, you know, those things went well for him. So now he gets to be back on the road course again, and I'm excited for him to be in the car, and hopefully he has a really good weekend. Some of my homies are going to Indy, so they'll oh, be right up there on. this Perfect. weekend cheering him on. And so, yeah, I'm I'm really, really excited, and I'm glad he got this opportunity to do so. I'm sure right now, as I speak, he's probably in the, working on that car, getting it ready for <laughs> Indy. So, um you know, shout out to Brad. I'm really happy for you, dog. You already know what it is, man. You all his family around here, man.
1: Dude, that's super dope, man. One other one other notable guy that's also making his NASCAR debut at Indy Road Course is it Daniel Keviat? Daniel Keviat. Yeah, close yeah. enough. Just close like enough. Good job. Yeah, just
0: Close enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like yeah, it's Daniel Kvyat. However you say it, regardless, I'm gonna get it right because I watched Formula One. But either way, yes, he is gonna make an attempt in NASCAR, which is insane to say. I couldn't have ever imagined it happening like that. But I remember a video had dropped a couple, a couple, a couple days ago. And I th- and me and my friends were like, "Is that Daniel?" I was like, "I, I don't know." I said, like, "It might be." I can't really tell. Can't see his face or nothing. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be something completely different for him. I mean, he used to race for Toro Rosso at one point in time, and mm-hmm. so he's been you know bouncing around and doing doing whatever he wants so far in his career. But you know, to have a Cup Series attempt is pretty cool, and it's kind of cool to see a ex another ex Formula One driver actually make an attempt in at, in at a stock car because obviously Kimi Räikkönen actually. In a couple of weeks at Watkins Glen, we'll also be making an attempt, which is going to be real cool. And earlier this year, Jack Villeneuve also ran the Daytona 500, which is insane. But yeah, again, this is why I love this next-gen car. It has piqued the interest of quite a few people. And I hope we continue to see more collabs like that.
1: And good luck to Daniel this weekend. Yeah, awesome. That's that's super dope, Kenny, man. And, and, and good luck to both Daniel and Brad. And, you know, just really well-deserved. And... um you know, just, just just hope that they have a really good day. I mean, that'd be fantastic and crazy if they actually, you know, came out on top. But, you know, you never know. Woo, hey, man, we're going to party. We're we going to we, party like a mug if that happens. We had, two, <laughs> we had two disqualifications for the first time in 62 years. So you, you, <laughs> you, you, you never know, Kenny. Uh,
0: man, you, you never know. You never know. You never, never know.
1: With that... With that being said, you know, if, if you have anything else you want to add, we can go straight into some Indianapolis road course predictions, my brother.
0: Hey, man, let's do it. It's
1: time for race Predictions. All right, well, here we go. Our predictions for Indianapolis road course. Kenny, who you got?
0: Well, the Indy Road Course is back again. Hopefully, this time around, the Turtles don't have a problem with everybody else, and they don't destroy the track. Mm. But that's neither here nor there. So, with that being said, I am going to go with Christopher Bell to actually get another win. He's a pretty decent road course racer. Would It would be a very shocking one. I'm sure anybody at Vegas will Hopefully, your Vegas pick doesn't get disqualified. So (laughs) so with that, that's going to be my main pick. And then my alternative pick is going to be Martin Truex Jr., who is also a pretty decent road course racer. So I'm going with two Toyotas. Those are my picks. I'm sticking with them. What say you, Mr. Renee?
1: All right. Well, listen, it's always fascinating how me and you – uh, with with our picks and where our mind is with drivers is always oh sometimes on the same page. I am also going with the Toyota. I'm also going with Martin Truex Jr. But I'm looking. For Martin Truex Jr. to actually win the race, he is my top pick. But for my alternative pick, brother, I am going with a Chevy. I'm going with the number 99, Daniel Suarez, to come out and pull this one out. So uh, Martin Truex Jr. is my main pick. Daniel Suarez is my alternative pick. Those are my picks. I'm sticking with them. Those are Kenny's picks, and he is sticking with them. What say you, fans of Alternate Snowbreaks? You got a pick, you want to let us know who's going to win the race, let us know what your alternative pick as well. Hit us up on our social media, at turnsnobreaks, on our social media, at Breaks, and that is across the board on social media, at turnsnobreaks. Let us know who you think is going to win and who your alternative pick may be as well. If you know anybody else who loves NASCAR just as much as you do, just as much as me and Kenny do please turn them on to All No Breaks. This podcast is just like Tam had always said once before, and we continue to say on this podcast that this podcast is for fans by fans. For uh, Kenny, myself, and a shout out to Miss Tam out there, who uh, we had a, a nice talk over the weekend. Miss her dearly. Tam, we miss you, and hopefully maybe we can get you back on the uh, podcast as a special guest uh, sometime soon. But for uh, me and Kenny here. We wish you a wonderful week. Have a productive week. Stay sexy. And most importantly, we'll see you on another episode of All Turns and No Breaks.
0: Come on, man. I know the vibes. It's 90 plus degrees out here. Stay hydrated, baby. I'm out.
1: Thanks so much for tuning in.